Arizona basketball's roster is officially set. What are the Wildcats getting in Paulius Morauskas? And a lot more. Let's get started. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making it your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to this show, but first we're going to talk about Paulius Morauskas. All right, that's the last guy that uh, to join Arizona's uh, squad. Um, what do you need to know about Paulius? Um, first, uh, I always uh, put the caveat out there when we're dealing with international players that I don't know what to expect. Not going to sit here and blow smoke and say, oh, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. I don't know. Generally, because some guys come in and they're ready to play immediately. You look at Lowry Markinen, you look at Azulis Tabellis, but generally, those are those are the exceptions, obviously. Um, but I do like Morauskas a great deal. I think out of all the international players that Tommy Lloyd has brought in, I think this is the best one. Um, he is, uh, let's. Uh, he is kind of an inside out power forward or a small forward. He can really shoot the ball. And not only can he really shoot the ball, he can also, uh, he can get to the paint. He's a little bit more athletic than I think some people give him credit for. And he's also able to uh, make some plays off the bounce. And I also look, I always look at this too. He played at the highest level of um, he played at the highest level of international basketball and, or, that he was uh, possible to play for. And again, he averaged about seven and four. I'm totally cool with him. I would expect him. Well, expects a strong word. I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth right there. I think that he'll probably be Arizona's seventh man in the rotation right now. We look at it and you already know that you've got you've got uh, uh, at that at those positions right there. You've already got. Um, Pella Larson is going to play. Uh, Kylan Boswell is going to play. Jaden Bradley is going to play. Um, uh, Umar Ballo is going to play. Kashad Johnson is going to play. And Caleb Love. Those dudes are all getting between 25 to 30 minutes per game. I think Morauskas probably slots in somewhere around 15 minutes per game, 10 to 15 minutes, something like that. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with, uh, with Morauskas. But again, big fan, or I am a fan of him. I think he's a multi-year guy. Um, I don't know. This isn't Philly B. This is a dude that I think can come in and he can play. Uh, he can play pretty much immediately um, at some at some level right there. That's no knock towards Philly B. Some guys take a little bit longer than others. But big fan of Morauskas and what he can do. And I do think that he rounds out that rotation. That's just a guess. Again, that's just a guess. But I do think he rounds out that rotation. Um, now. Uh, what does this mean then for the uh, the rest of the roster? What are realistic expectations? Uh, again, um, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But uh, I think this this squad has this squad's got second weekend potential right now. So let's talk about what we expect early on in the season because, as you know, Arizona is playing is running the gauntlet. They are playing very good teams. This is not Syracuse out of uh, conference basketball. This is Arizona where. You play really good basketball teams. You got Duke, you got Michigan State, you got Alabama, you got uh, uh, Purdue, and you got uh, Wisconsin. Um, again, 
It's going to be a gauntlet right there. You're going to be playing some of the best, very best teams in the country. But I think that Arizona can, I think Arizona can more than hold its own right there. I think that Arizona is going to win two, maybe three of those games, uh, possibly more. Who knows? Um, but what do you, what do you want to see from them if you're the University of Arizona? There's a couple different things. First, who I think this team is going to be kind of. It's hard. It's weird to say it, but I think Caleb Love's going to be a big factor right out the door. Um, again, Pella Larson's a very good basketball player, but Pella is a little bit limited, in my opinion, um, which kind of leads him to, which kind of renders him less than ideal against certain really, really good teams. I think that's where Caleb Love's going to come into play. Now, again, I think Caleb Love, the uh, I go back and forth on what expectations for him should be, but I think he's the one player on the team that can just go off at any point where he can get you 30 points. I think Arizona is going to lean on him. I really do, because keep in mind, this is a guy that's played in big moments, played in big spots. Yes, I know that he wasn't the most inf- most efficient player in the world. I don't care about that because, again, Hubert Davis, I don't believe, is a good coach. Uh, you got basically one form of offense right there. Tommy Lloyd is a Great coach. He understands the angles. He understands putting. Uh, he understands putting guys together where they need to be, and that's where. Um, and that's where I think that Arizona needs to look at it right there. What can he really do right there? And again, I'm excited to see what. Uh, I'm excited to see what this squad can do. I also think they're going to be leaning heavily on Jaden Brat or on uh, Kylan Boswell. Kylan Boswell's coming back, and we've talked about it before. But Kylan Boswell is an All American. Uh, you know, and I'm an all-American type player, but he's the player also that came back that came back and um played a lot of really good basketball last year. You know, anybody with eyes knows what Kylan Boswell did last year, and it was good. Um, I think you're looking for him to take that next step then. You're looking for him to be able to uh you're looking for him to be able to get to the point where he can get um 15 points and he can essentially get to where he needs to on the court. That's what I think you're hoping for. If you're the university of Arizona, I think you're going to be able to get to that one right there. Um, Again, he's, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of pieces to work with right there. And if you're Arizona, you need him to be the best guard on the court against, uh, against Duke. I mean, you know, I'm not, not really breaking any news, but you need him to be able to be that best guard. And I think there's going to be a lot of nights where he is that best guard. And not only that, I think you need him to be all-conference player. Um, I know that he's going to be a uh, freshman age-wise, sophomore eligibility-wise, but there is a uh, there's a lot to like there's a lot to like about him. And I think again that he's going to be able to be a very, very nice contributor right there. Um, and then as far as another guy, Jane Bradley. The what I like a lot about Jaden Bradley is he's not going to be overwhelmed by anything. Jaden Bradley is going to be that dude who, um, you know, he played at Alabama, and again, I know that his minutes got cut towards the end of the year. But you also got to remember Alabama was the most talented team in the country. Sound like a broken record right here. And not only were they the most talented team in the country, they had upperclassmen coming back who. We're just a little bit further along. Javon Quinterly, Arizona fans certainly remember Javon Quinterly. Bradley, I think, starts next to a uh, Kylan Boswell at the two, and honestly, I'm uh, I'm more than okay with that right there. Um, don't know if, uh, quite what to expect from him from a uh, statistical perspective, but I think it's also more than fair to expect something like. 10 and three, 10 and four, something like that. But he's also going to be the insurance that for whenever Kylan Boswell does go pro, 
because again, Kylan Boswell's camp has made it known that they do want him in the NBA sooner than later. We'll see how that plays out, but that's kind of where it's at right there with, uh, with that guard rotation. Then Pella Larson, um, we'll talk about Pella Larson here in just a second, but you watch Pella Larson and you say to yourself, man, that dude's cool out there. You know what else? You know what way to be cool? Bird dogs. Birddogs.com backslash locked on college. Use code P- uh, locked on college for a free tumbler with every purchase. How cool is that? And with the free tumbler, again, um, you can uh, rock that around as you're wearing cool, comfortable shorts from Bird Dogs. Birddogs.com, again, backslash locked on college. I don't even like shorts and I wear bird dogs because it makes me feel cool. And who doesn't want to feel cool at the end of the day? We all want to feel cool. So, again, check it out. Birddogs.com backslash locked on college. Okay. Now, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the rest of the early contributors for the Wildcats. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, early contributors for the U of A. Um, We talked about uh, Caleb Love. I think Arizona is going to lean on him to a certain extent. Then uh, Kylan Boswell, Jaden Bradley. Next guy up, Pella Larson, Swedish pinball. I do believe that he needs to – I do – not needs. That's too strong of a word. I do believe that he should come off the bench. Um, I think that he is, um, uh, that yes, he should come off the bench, but you know, and I think he's just kind of wired a little bit differently to be honest with you. Um, and you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, there's nothing wrong with that in, uh, but, um, he, uh, when he comes off the bench, he just comes in and he just looks different. Uh, he that he look doesn't look sped up. He doesn't look out of place. And maybe there's just something for that. Some uh, sometimes uh, guys are just built a little bit differently. He built a little bit differently right there. But when he comes in, he can provide good defense. He can provide a spot up shot. Not really much else there. And he can finish around the hoop, and he brings a little bit of toughness. I like uh, Pella Larson coming off the bench. I think that uh, I think that's a good spot for him and for staff right there. Um, and uh, you know what? If he gets better, then I guess you force his way into the starting lineup. But I do think you're going to see a lot of lineups with him at the four to close games out, which I think will be fascinating. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, then you've also got up front, Kashad Johnson. Really, really like having Kashad Johnson when you're going into these tough areas, when you're going to these tough arenas. This is the kind of guy that you want. Um, he's been there. He's done that. Again, he's strong. He's physical. You're not going to see anything that's going to – he's not going to see anything that's going to intimidate him, and that's what you like to see if you're an Arizona fan. Uh, players that go in there and are tough and are in uh, tough in tough environments right there, and I think he can do all of that and a little bit more, to be honest with you. Um Again, from a statistical perspective, I think you're talking about 12 and 8, something like that. Sounds about right. Um, along with really good defense, I think you're hoping that he can be a uh, – I think you're hoping that he can be on the all-conference defensive team or at least somewhere close to it. Um, but he's been there. He's done that. He's got the T-shirt. He's got all that. And then after that, Umar Ballo, leader of men, Umar Ballo, our guy, Umar Ballo. Um, another guy Arizona's going to lean on because again, Umar Ballo's been there. Now, 
you do wonder what exactly Umar Ballo's like ultimate upside is, but right now he's 14 and eight. Um, a big, big thing for Umar this offseason will be um, continuing to get, uh, I think, continuing to work on the balance, continuing to get a little bit stronger out there. But there's no reason that he can't do any of all of that stuff. And the, he is an intriguing guy because just look at the jump that he made from his uh, freshman year at Gonzaga to where he barely played. Then he gets to Arizona. Then um, he averages about five and four, has some really nice games with some block shots. Then next year he goes to four for 14 and eight. Can he get into that 17 and nine realm? That's where it's going to be interesting to see. Now, a big, a big part of him and Tommy Lloyd has talked about this before is Umar just needs to stay on balance. When he stays on balance, he's a very good basketball player. Um, and that's what you want. You don't want him falling around. You don't want him flailing. You don't want him doing any of that. You want him just being what he can be. And when he is, uh, when he plays with force, but it's a uh, practical force, he is a good, good player. And, um, you know, I think that's kind of what you're looking for if you're Arizona. Can he make that next step? I don't know if he can make that next step. But again, don't listen to me because I've already been wrong on Pella Larson. And I, did, I thought Umar Bala would be more like roster filler. He's definitely much, much better than roster filler. Um, so, uh, but they're going to, Arizona is going to absolutely uh, uh, depend on him and lean on him. Okay. Now, uh, who are some of the other guys that can emerge? Big Henry. We want to see Henry Vesar be ready for that Duke game. I think we're going to know very early on uh, what kind of player Henry is going to be here at the U of A. I give him a free, I give him a full pass that freshman year, mainly because he came in with a ton of hype, was a little bit overwhelmed, and just kind of, you know, this kind of is what it is. Um, but he's got a lot of length. He can run the court. He can actually shoot. I'm telling you all out there, he can shoot. Um, he's just got to be, I think, in the right situation. If he's in the right situation, I think that he can be some problems. But we're, I think we'll know about Big Henry within the first two weeks. Uh, what kind of player Henry's going to be? How badly does he want it? Is he, And, you know, is he that dude? I think we're going to find that one out very, very quickly right there. But you really want him to be because he's the one guy that can really run the court and he's long. And he's an intriguing player on top of that. Again, I'm a big Henry Vassar fan. I would love to see Henry. Uh, I would love to see Henry be able to make that, uh, to be able to make that next step. Um, now, uh, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to, um, um, excuse me, when it comes to uh, uh, the rest of the roster, I don't really know what to say exactly. Um, I do think that, uh, I do think that um, this team, uh, you know, you got a lot of question marks right there. You know, um, I don't necessarily see Philly B being a contributor here at U of A. Could be totally wrong on that. As a matter of fact, I would love to be wrong on that. As we've talked about many times, there are many times I'm wrong on something. So, again, I would love for this to be the next one right there. Um, not only that, um, I would not only that, I would love for him to be the uh, – I would love for him to be the guy who can um, uh, can be that guy who not only can he not only can he um, not only can he uh, uh, be the uh, be the dude who um, 
you know, when, when you got guys like that, I don't know. We're going to find out. I'm not exactly sure what to make out of that. That's why I'm kind of sputtering right there because I don't really know what to make of the team. All right. Now, on that front, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk Sweet 16 or bust. And what exactly that does this mean, Sweet 16 or bust? We will be right back with you here. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, Sweet 16 or bust. What exactly does that mean? Um, I thought this was going to be a transition year for Arizona. I really did. I thought it was going to be a year where, you know what, you get all your pieces in play. You got a monster recruiting class coming in next year. All that. Though that's out the window, though, because that's because Tommy Lloyd is the man. And not only is Tommy Lloyd the man, he is a guy who. Um, he is a guy who, you know, let's, uh, let's be honest here. A lot of people question his recruiting chops. Can he get players? He reloaded this roster and the roster looks very, very good. I'm excited to see exactly what he can do out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, this roster checks off pretty much all the boxes that you wanted to check off right now. Do you have uh, you got ball handling? Unlike he had last year check. Do you have uh, scoring? Unlike you had last year off the dribble check. Do you have toughness? Check. Now it's just about all putting it out on the court. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and say that this team is going to win it all, but I do believe this is clearly a top 10-ish type team. And when you're a top 10 team, I think that you should be able to get into the Sweet 16. After that, unless you're just an uber elite team where it's kind of a lead eight or bust, you should be able to, uh, you know, after that, it's kind of all man for themselves. And I got no problem with that right there. But the one thing I will say is that he does um, is that he he reloaded this roster in a big way, and not only that, he took inventory of his team. He took inventory of what needs to happen, who's on this squad, what I need, what I need, the kind of players, and he did it. You know, everybody knows that Ryan Nemhart was a swing and a miss, but you miss out on Ryan Nemhart and you get Jaden Bradley and Caleb Love. You know, that's some pretty good stuff right there. So. Again, I like uh, I like a lot of what he was able to do right there. And not only that, I'm a big fan of um, coaches that can look themselves in the mirror and say, you know, we need to do this or we need to do that because a lot of coaches can't. And it'd be very easy for Tommy Lloyd to sit there and say, hey, man, I'm 61 and 11. I don't need to change anything. I know. But he also says seen in the NCAA tournament the last two years that Arizona have kind of been punked. I mean, there you know, there's really no other way to put it. Arizona's kind of been punked. And uh, that's not something you want to have happen if you're Tommy Lloyd and you're looking to compete for national championships. So, again, I think that he uh, I think he solved a lot of these issues right there. But, again, we, will, we won't know until the season starts. And even after that, Arizona, as we talked about, plays a brutal schedule early on. So you certainly got to keep that in mind as well. Uh, when you're talking about Arizona, the type of schedule that they do play coming in, uh, coming up here. But again, got to give a big tip of the cap to Tommy Lloyd. He's been fantastic in his first two years, and he made some course corrections as well that, uh, you know, that uh, some other coaches probably wouldn't have been able to make. So again, big tip of the cap right there to Tommy Lloyd, to the Tommy Gun. We are, uh, we're very appreciative of all of this. Um, but uh, now, 
let's talk a little bit about uh, let's talk a little bit about um, tomorrow. We're going to talk about the defense, Arizona basketball's defense coming up next show as well. But as always, really, really appreciate you all of you for being there on uh, for being here. And uh, you have a great uh, you have a great uh, long weekend, holiday weekend for a lot of people. But as always, thanks a ton. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats, and thanks for making it your first listen of the day.